You let them know. It means keep the noise to a minimum. I cannot go to my room and close the door. This is my preferred background. <laughs> People don't want to see me. But you know what? Maybe doing this for my bed might present a, a level of comfort. Um, the likes of Daddy, you get sent right. to your room in your house. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> I can't, just a little while longer. I can't talk to my <laughs> You can't go to your room. Until, until it becomes, yeah, until it becomes unbearable. Are we are we starting the show right now? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? You know what I'm saying. Well, how's, your, think, how's your Corona experience, Antoine? Let's do a little lead in. This is the can't tell us nothing show. Yeah. <laughs> this is can't tell us nothing. We're a group out of Houston, Texas. Over over on this side, there's Candy. Uh, we got Amici. We got John, myself, and Antoine. Together, we make a Houston improv group known as Can't Tell Us Nothing. In this show, we take uh, opinions, topics, discussions, whatever, and use that to inspire improv, improv scenes on the spot. And uh, we're coming to you over uh, safe distances, social distances from the COVID. So we're all in our respective homes, uh, sanitizing our hands and washing our faces constantly. Uh, but today, yeah, as John was saying, we're going to talk about our COVID experiences, our, our lack thereof. I mean, I think we've all been relatively healthy throughout this whole experience, right? Which has been great. I'm glad you guys That's are- me knocking on wood, knocking on wood. Yeah, practicing yeah. good things. We got Tandy on the front lines. We got Amici, you, you still work, right? Do you work from home? Uh, yeah, I still go to work every day. You go into work every, every day, day? Seven days a week? Well, five days a week, Monday yeah. to Friday, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm still going to my office and doing work from there a few hours a day. So I, w I work from home. This is actually my work computer right there. Uh, yeah. John, I think you, you work from home during this or you're off? I forget. I work, I work from home. Yeah. So and you work from home sometimes anyway, right? Yeah. I work like yeah. two days a week, two, three days a week I work from home. So yeah. I'm actually curious to hear from, from Tandy and Amici who actually still go into a public space oh my to God. work. Uh, how, what's that experience been like? How have people yeah. been acting? How's that hazard work doing? Um, <laughs> I, well, for me, uh, some people have kind of been, you know, respecting, uh, okay, this is a dangerous situation. Uh, but, you know, every, every now and then you come across somebody who's just, you know, no, you know, that they'll just get right in your personal, almost try and get in your personal space and be touching things. And it's like, you know, do you know what's going on right now? Um, kind of in a way. So that's, that's kind of my experience so far. It's, it's hard. It's hard. I'm, I'm just jumping in. I'm sorry. I figured we could talk. We don't have to take oh, no, yeah. time. You know, we know each other. I, even though we in these little boxes and we're in our own house, <laughs> I think we still just talk like normal. Uh, no, it was sad. Um, I think it was yesterday. One of the um, we had some <laughs> extra help from nurses who are coming from clinics that have closed and they need somewhere to go, so they've come to our department to help. And this nurse got a call during the day that her grandmother passed away and she had to leave and she was tearful and all of this stuff. And I hugged her and I was like, that's the human thing to do. And then I thought about it afterwards. I was like, huh. um, and that's hard. Cause that you know, so like, that's, a, that's human. 
And yeah. so I was like, I'm gonna take one for the COVID. I gotta take one for the COVID. I just, just somebody so still needs to, to be human. To be human, man. Yeah, still need. There still has to be some humanity. Yeah. Thank you. Can't rob me of my humanity. I wasn't gonna hug her for a long time and walk around hugging her, but I gave her a real quick, whatever was needed or I thought was appropriate. But then you know we still go back to giving each other elbows or how you doing, you know that kind of thing. Anyway. I'll, Maybe I should stay in my box and wait for my turn. I, 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 I always ask, um, I'm asking myself, I wonder what is the new world going to be like since mm -hmm. we're so isolated and you, <clears throat> we were already starting to become disconnected with like social media. Now we're really disconnected because don't nobody want to die or get sick, you know, uh, something like that. So I want to hear what people like, what do y'all think? the new world do you think we're going to be affected by it in a small kind of way do you think majority of the people are going to stay disconnected or well you I, I actually want to talk about the disconnected thing because that's, that's something that you know you hear a lot about you know people are disconnected more now with with internet and cell phones and whatnot but at the same time sometimes i feel like i'm even more connected than ever because yep. i feel like i know more about the people in my circles than i ever did before the internet like yeah, I mean, um, talk to people individually to figure out what's going on. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's like honestly been a while since uh, I've asked somebody, "Hey, man, what's going on?" I actually meant it because I see what everyone's doing all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't have to be like, you know, I'm, I'm never really in the dark about what somebody's doing for the last six months anymore. Uh, if I haven't seen somebody for a couple of years, I, I still know some of the things they've done. Uh, you know, thanks to social media and everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, we complain a lot. Oh, there's too much this. You got a computer or your phone. You can just send this message. And I was like, thank God we have all of this stuff now. We didn't even, can you imagine if it was like back in, in, in 1982 and we just had a telephone, like the, the single line in the house and you're <laughs> trapped in the house? Who would you talk to? What would you do? How I, think, would you I think more people you? would probably, there would be more people who are like, uh, I think the, the cases would be worse because we don't ever really have to leave our house for like 80% of the things that we would have had to 30 years ago. And like you said, like if you just had one line and, you know, there's people who are going to be so lonely and, and, and get so emotional and drama dramatic that they'll probably put themselves in danger just to have some kind of connection with people. Where right. social media, you could, you could do this and exactly. there's your social engagement for the day. You know. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine like being in a house? I'm trying to like use our one line to communicate with you guys and whatever. And these kids are trying to talk to their friends. It'd be a terrible line. Everybody would be mad at everybody. Get off the phone! You know, it would just. <laughs> I think there'd be more tension than. Oh yeah, than way more right tension. Now. Way yeah. more tension. You know, remember back in the day, um, someone was telling me that you wouldn't talk to your like spouse for the whole day until mm. they got back mm -hmm. home. Yeah. You don't know what was going on. And and I'm sure back then there was way more cases of men that would just have separate families on the other side of town just for that one opportunity right there. You don't have that opportunity here, <laughs> you know, nowadays. So you got to be really <laughs> skilled. You need to have another one close by. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm on the west side of town today, so I got to go to my west, west side to find whatever. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but like to die, like you said, like I'm I'm one of those people. I guess because I work from home, I'm comfortable in the 
the way we communicate now. Like, I think we can get a lot of stuff done and we don't need to be up under each other like all the time. You know, look at New York, you know, <laughs> those people are up on top of each other all the time with or without technology. And that just, that shit just seems so, there's so many opportunities for chaos to happen. So that's, that's actually an interesting point. Like you think about, you know, general happiness in communities. And I think at least in my brain, communities where people are more spaced out and they have their own, you know, plots of land and whatnot. Mm. They always seem to be more happy and, and get along <laughs> with each other more than the jam-packed yeah. uh, skyscraper downtown <laughs> urban communities where everyone's right. just squashed together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not disconnected at all. <laughs> at you all. hate it. You hate it. <laughs> no matter, no matter how much you pay for it, it could be a million dollar high rise. You're still going to be as mad as the guy who paid like 250 if you got to fight for somebody for the elevator to go up. Whereas a farmer who has like 50 acres and he's never seen it, he doesn't see only sees his neighbor once a month when they like exchange corn, you know, he's probably having the time of his life. <laughs> it's not affecting him at all, the coronavirus. You know? So I'm always like, I'm like, I don't think people really like being around people. You know? well, we, we talked to uh, four, four farmers um, <laughs> meeting at their monthly corn meeting where they exchange corn and use. Um, so I had a good harvest coming, everybody, as you can see. Um, yeah. There you guys go. Nice bushel nice. corn for, for everybody. Wow. Oh, nice and nice and yellow, golden this year. The Ebenezer. weather, yeah, the weather has been lovely for corn this year. It's been really uh, nice. Let's really see what you have in your basket there. Uh, yeah, you, Terrence, what's in your basket? Of course, of course. Well, of, of course, I have my corn as well. Oh, um, yeah. I also brought my son, who was sick earlier this month, but now is better. I, oh. I, I have to give you guys the updates in bulk now. He, he was he was sick. He was sick for a few weeks, but now he's better, and here he is. He's he's nice yeah, and happy, yeah, my, healthy boy. My my brother looked at your son a couple of weeks ago, and he was telling me when we were exchanging our cornbread at dinner mm-hmm. that he he thinks that your son. Uh, uh, might have caught that from Cheryl's uh, Cheryl's daughter. What? What? Yeah, he told me that he thinks what your son had was transmitted through Cheryl's daughter. Now, 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 my son only has a monthly play date with Cheryl, so that had to have happened last month or so. so his monthly play date hasn't come up. I- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm Cheryl. I'm right here. I know, what do you I mean know. transmitted through my daughter? Well, I'm, I'm saying, you know, we you don't know what your kids are doing when you send them out there to, to shuck corn. You know, they might be shucking a lot more than corn is what I'm getting what? at. Uh, uh, I mean, our farms are right next to each other. And they're yeah. right next to each other. Sometimes uh, the corn leans. We see each other for a month. We choose that. We choose that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my son back to the car or back oh. to the tractor. And I'll, I'll be right back to, to, to use this. No, okay. Come on, okay. come on with me, little Troy. <laughs> little Troy. Hey, what's up, Dad? Uh, what is what is what are they talking about now? Now, you only have a monthly play date uh, with with Cheryl's daughter, and and uh, that's always been facilitated by us, your your, your parents. And uh, I, don't, I don't I don't understand what's what is being said here. And I haven't been so honest with you. Um, you see, me and Cheryl's daughter, Gwen, we, we actually, we like seeing each other a, way, a lot more than you and your friends do. 
I mean, when she's out there sweating, shucking that corn, and, and you know, the clothes are sticking to her body, you know, I can't help to think more than just corn, Dad. I think about a lot of things, and sometimes they just get to me, and, and I guess me and Gwen transmitted our, you know, sicknesses to each other while we were out there shucking corn. And, now, how, and how did you do that? Well, the old-fashioned way, Pa. You know? I know about the old-fashioned way. Ah, what do you know? <laughs> we cut to Cheryl's house. So, Gwen, is it true? You really transmitted a disease to little Troy. How? What were you doing? Well, we, we made an agreement that, you know, since we, you know, we really like each other. And I had a disease, he had a disease. So we decided to, to trade a little bit of our diseases back and forth. No, you did it the old fashioned way. You had a disease party? Oh, a disease party that we haven't heard of those in this town for at least 30 years. Where did you guys come up with this idea? Where did they come from? Oh, we, we had a, we've, we've been having more meetings than, you know, just when you and your friends meet up. You mean you're not shucking corn alone all those times? No, sometimes I go help him shuck corn, and sometimes he comes to help helps me shuck corn. That's we how cut, I get it so quickly. We cut to the teenagers' weekly disease meetup. <laughs> all right, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, 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 I'm I'm clear this week, y'all. Oh, we got some diseases to give you, little Troy. Okay, shoot them, shoot them my way. I've been collecting all my mucus just for you guys. Here's my mucus harvest this week. And look at my sword. It's so yellow. Oh my god! Look at the on the back of my arm. Look at the sword on my back. Where'd you get those? Yeah, those are fresh. <laughs> that is absurd to think back in the day that there was actual parties where parents would bring the kids to get sick together. Oh, chicken yeah. pox parties. Yeah. Chicken but, yeah. you know, like, again, that's like looking from where we're looking. Of course, it, it sounds bad, but back then they definitely had less things than we do today. So, you know, not yeah. the beat uh, yeah. What do you do when there's no, like, access to medicine to take care of that for you, you know? Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of the easy other way you can do it i guess yeah and now if people are still doing it now there's definitely an issue i know people are still doing it <laughs> they're definitely doing it <laughs> i i can't get down with it now clearing me no. and clearing we are like if there's other kids that are sick we treat them like they're a rival gang like we don't there's no way we're letting those kids come in anywhere contact with them because they're going to get the whole house sick all it takes is one kid to get sick Kids walk around and spread germs over everything, you know, and then the whole house gets taken down. So our house doesn't participate in old school uh, methods like that. Um, Can someone explain to me why children are the the vehicle for bringing sickness into the house so frequently? It seems like any new parent that I've I've met is constantly sick by their their child all the all the time. Why is that? The parent still goes out into the world like anyone else. What does it? What does the children? What's the difference in their body that makes it so much more uh, infectious? I don't know. I would say I, I, probably sanitation levels. 
are way low for kids. You know? Incubating longer in children than yeah. normal they, they, environments. They're, they're more prone to touching, you know, slimy fish and, you know, stuff that adults, you've probably been burned when you were a kid. You learned that you, you had the flu when you touched mucus on the rail, you know, whereas a kid might put a Lego out of his mouth or her mouth into another kid's mouth, you know, so... I would probably say just more reckless exposure. <laughs> That's my opinion. I don't know. I think their little immune systems are just getting hit with so much stuff. And it's like, you know, because your immunity is built based on what you're exposed to. So they're new and they're just getting exposed to all this stuff. Your body may be used to it, but your body will still react. Like if you um, come in contact with it. So their little bodies are like their little immune systems when they're around other kids. Like, oh, what's that? Oh, I'll take that. Oh, what's that? Oh, I'll take that. And then they bring it home, and then you know you just have to suffer too, because yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, like, that's I feel a like really good before one. a school sends a, a kid home, they should treat them like bowling shoes or something. Let's spray them with whatever that. Thing is. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just, you know, spray acid and it just kills everything. <laughs> All right, come what, is, what is that? Someone should someone should look up what it is that bowling alley spray and shoes. I've never seen it or even know what that is, but it has isn't to be just, strong. Isn't it just like Lysol or just or probably some antifungal? So it's probably Lysol because I think Lysol is supposed to kill everything. But I, see, it's not. But it's like some bowling alley brand Lysol, right? It's never like just <laughs> Lysol in the can. <laughs> some special canister they have indus, industrial strength or whatnot. But yeah, I think the kids need something similar. We cut to a, a janitorial meeting at one of the schools, public schools. All right, team. Um, as you can see, we had 30 new cases of the flu this week. I think the products that you guys are using are not strong enough. All right. So I want to do an inventory checklist. We're going to go down the list. I want you guys to tell me what you guys are using and when you're cleaning your parts of the building. All right, Larry, you want to go I'll first? I'll go first. Okay. Um, I'm using a lot of bleach. A lot of bleach? Okay, that yeah, bleach. A lot of bleach. Lot bleach, of bleach. How are you uh, distributing this bleach? Uh, put it in a bucket, some water, <laughs> spread it on the floor. Just, you're just dumping it on the floor, Larry? Yeah, just spread it on the floor like, like I've been doing for the last you know, 20 years of what I've had this job. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fair point. We have been doing this 20 years and this is an unusual, uh, you know, spike in flu cases. So I want you to keep, continue to do what you're doing. Uh, I would include a mop in there, maybe, you know, mop up the water. That might help. But other than that, Larry, keep, keep doing a great job. Great, All right. Um, what about you, Tim? Well, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I think that we need to save the planet. We're using a lot of resources. So instead of using a lot of water like Larry, I've been going um, down the street to the um, to Franklin Elementary School, and I got a friend who works there, and I just have him pour out the water from his mop bucket into my mop bucket, and I just bring it over, and I wipe down all the desks. I wipe down all the, all the, uh, the uh, lockers. Yeah. Wiping down everything that they touch, the cafeteria tables, everything. I'm reusing water to save the planet, and I think I'm getting things clean. Okay, uh, 
Tim, um, when you say uh, you're reusing this water, uh -huh. um, you know, I know that elementary school, they, they got really high marks on their cleanliness last year. Oh, so yeah. not necessarily thrown off by it, but, but um, what kind of rags and stuff are you using when you're deploying this, this old water? Thank you for asking. I'm trying to save the planet. So I've been going to the hospitals. They've got rags that, you know, they're done using. They've got some old gowns. They don't want to wash them anymore. And I'm like, you shouldn't. I'll take those rags and I just rip them up into, you know, usable size rags. And, um, you know, got that, got some old towels from the hospital, got some, you know, old bedding, just ripping it up, making, making rags, saving the planet. Um, yeah. Well, you know, that, that, that kind of rings a little bit of a risk. You're using huh. old hospital stuff. Really? Yeah, you know, like how sure how sure is that hospital stuff clean? Do you know somebody who's verifying that there wasn't oh. a flu that touched any oh. of those racks? Oh no, no, no. There's no verification process whatsoever. I've got a friend that works there. Um, you know, he's in charge of uh taking all that stuff to the uh to the burn it. And um, you know, he don't want to do that. So uh I just jump right in and get what he's got and I'm like, we can put this to good use at the school. And I just bring it on over. Well, I definitely love your 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 passion for the world and saving the planet. And um, it doesn't seem like it meets the standard, but I'm not 100 percent sure if it's what's causing this flu uptick. So okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Sandy what she's uh what she's using. Sandy. Okay. What you using, Sandy? Spit. <laughs> like old my school. Own, my own. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what. That's what my pa used when he worked at this school. That's what his pa used when he worked at this school. And that's what I'm going to use because that is in our blood. It's the spit. Now, now I take it, I take my care for this school to the utmost when I use it. So what I do is I get one of these little flu things and I use it as an incubator. I become an incubator for it and my immune system becomes uh, 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 used to facilitate the spit. So when I spit it out, now it, everything's going to be clean. You see what I'm saying? And, and, and sanitized. The flu can't survive once my spit has touched the surface. It sounds like the, the, your spit increases the chances of the flu virus to get stronger. Oh, uh, not at all. Oh, not are, are, at all. Are, are, Sandy, do you Because I incubate it. I incubate it. You see, I let the flu... I let the flu incubate inside of me, and then once once I'm feeling better, I spit it out, and then it becomes the antibodies all over the lockers, all over the gym. Uh, I, I spit on the rags that Tim uses. Wait a minute, I, I are, are you incubating it right now? Mm -hmm. You're gonna get us all sick. <laughs> Why didn't you tell all. us you were incubating Not in the room? Because <laughs> I it's an incubate, it's not an outcubate. All right, it's it's all inside. You guys are completely safe. Okay, I'm taking this for the team because that's how much I care. All right, and as soon as I'm feeling better, I'm gonna spit on on the chairs you're sitting on. I'm gonna spit on the tools you're using just to make sure that you won't get infected. Sandy, I, I really appreciate your family legacy of doing the the spit and shine. Um, but a part of our bylaws is to be open about the the methods you're using, and if you're spitting on the team's tools, then we're effective distributors of what could be the flu virus. And I know you're saying you're incubating, but you could be incubating a far worse flu virus 
than what you're imagining. And you just have a strong enough immune system to not actually get sick. I don't understand anything you're saying. <laughs> All I know is what my pa taught me. He said, you got a gift and you want to share it. You're telling me not to share my gift? Is that what you're saying? You're saying we that- cut to, I, We cut to Sandy and her pa. Grab, grab my hand, girl. That's, this may be the last time that we have a chance to talk. <coughs> of course. What, <laughs> what, what do you have to say? Step back a little bit because I'm incubating. I'm incubating something pretty fierce right oh, now. This is the biggest one yet, Pop. This is this is the biggest one yet. I I haven't incubated anything like this before. I think that's why my life force is going so low and I feel like I'm dying. It's just taking over the whole incubation. If, the incubation is taking over my whole body. I would love it if you could cough in my face once you're feeling better so I could begin incubating as well. That would be my gift to you if I could, but I just want to let you know you have a powerful incubator within you. Don't just depend on me and your, your grandma and all of us here to incubate for you or give you great diseases. You have the power to create. And, and, and get something incubated inside you. That's what I want to tell you, girl. Wow. That's what I want to tell you. I'll remember that forever. Oh, <laughs> oh the incubation is powerful in me. Just. Mm. <laughs> <coughs> Bring your face right here. Right here. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that that reminded me of when the um what was the uh Ebola virus when the Ebola virus happened, which to me I felt more fear, like true fear, because you know, that that, that dude had just like, you know, just died within like an hours or something. <clears throat> well, I had got dehydrated because I had like a bad like stomach virus and I came to the uh urgent care and because of how bad I looked from dehydration. They, you know, I had to go through the Ebola check-in process, which everybody in that urgent care is looking at you like you're carrying, you know, the, you know, coronavirus today, right? Like nobody wants to touch you. And um, <clears throat> and I actually remember like some ladies like grabbing this stuff and just leaving and looking at me with disgust, like, why would you come in here if you have Ebola? But no one, I never said I had it. No one ever said that that's why I was there. They just assumed because I was look how I looked that there's nothing that this guy could possibly have but Ebola. You know. You sure you weren't standing in the Ebola line on accident? <laughs> <laughs> you that's didn't know you were thing in it. I did find someone. I could have. I it was like have. the the regular line was really long, but the Ebola line it was short. You're like, I'm gonna just gonna just find and get checked in real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, was that in, where was that in Dallas or, or was no, that, that was, in Texas? Yeah, that was in Texas. That was here. Oh, you're talking about the guy that died? Yeah. I think that was Dallas. Yeah. That was Dallas. It was crazy. It was crazy. I mean, we, we lived through a bunch of them. Remember anthrax? Yeah. When people were scared anthrax of anthrax and SARS. SARS. Yeah. I remember, um, uh, What's the other one? Swine flu. Yeah. Zika. 
Oh my god. It was making the baby's heads big or something like that. That's what people were saying. Yeah. As, as far as I small. know, that is, hasn't like been solved. No. Right? I think it's still, yeah. People just still moved about. on. <laughs> So that, that's the real Legion of Doom is all those illnesses. Like they just have a camp, <laughs> and they're like, "I got him, <laughs> rain over the world, go get him, Corona." Yes. Eyes we, cut to, we cut to the we cut to the diseases <laughs> Legion of Doom meeting. <laughs> gather around, gather around, all you diseases. <clears throat> it's, it's the annual meeting. To determine who is the most powerful, the grimiest, who can cause the worst destruction of anybody. <laughs> I love that we're meeting in Dubai this year. Ah, yeah. has, been, has been going well for us. <laughs> this whole place was, was blew our budget, but isn't it fantastic? It is As a matter of fact, dues are due. Uh, Zika, oh. you are a little bit behind in yours. Everybody seems to have forgotten about you, but we haven't. You have a financial responsibility to the Legion of Doom. Oh, okay, okay. Um, all right, all right. Just, uh, you know, I haven't got many mentions in the media, no sponsorship deals, so it's uh, You've a got little, a hustle a out bit. there. You've got a hustle. When do we tell you? It's, the, the victory is not handed to just the person, the, the disease that exists. You gotta work for it. You gotta work Look for it. Look at Ebola. I think he's Sorry. going on. A, he's Ebola's going on a job right now. Ebola, calm Ebola. down, sit down. <laughs> Ebola does not take a day off. He does not rest. <laughs> Zika, you should be more like Ebola. Listen. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, be be more like Ebola. Okay, I'll I'll try. Be more like Ebola. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Cyrus here, and I just want I just want to thank you guys again for uh, giving my, my nephew COVID a chance and, and letting him uh, uh, kind of join the ranks here. Your nephew was very promising. We thought at first I, I that saw was, a lot of promising. Listen, we'd received all the wrong information. We thought he was mild. We thought there was nothing wrong with him. But that boy is a destructo wizard. I call him, I call him Clark Kent all the time. Mild-mannered, but actually super bad. Oh my goodness, he's wreaked havoc. There's never been a pandemic like him. Well, hold on. Well, I mean, we uh, he's okay, <laughs> but you know. He's, he's yeah, just I'm getting Epidemics, epidemics. Let's be clear. <coughs> you are epidemics, okay? That's we're true. talking pandemic. Yeah, we're talking this, blue this, chip right here. This. Oh, I you're can't. back, Ebola. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. You have I'm so sorry. many jobs. You, you just always <laughs> I, I, I had to deal with the press. You know, the press is always showing up and... He you is know, a crowd pleaser, that one. I, you know, I had to yeah, get out yeah. there and show him I could still melt some people, you know. <laughs> you see Zika? He's still sensational. They want to follow him. Be more like Ebola. That's, 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 the, that's the goal, guys. I've been trying to tell you for a long time. You got to get in front of the media and you got to show out. Those are your showcases, okay? You know, you only got to kill a handful of people. But they got to make sure the media knows. Yeah, I, I blew my wire too fast, obviously. Like, I hit hard and I hit quick, and then I ran out of steam. Guys, hey, I, I hey, just, yeah. uh, well, we, we told you not to mess with those babies, man. We told you the babies wasn't going to work well for the media. And, and you, you know. You're talking to me or Zika? I'm sorry. You're talking to Zika. I'm talking Zika's to Zika. Always failing. Yeah. Zika. Talking Zika. You just picked one demographic, just one to affect. 
I, I went for like a you know a, a niche like a specialty. <laughs> a niche specialty limits you. You'll never be a pandemic that way. Speaking of which, Ebola, you were top dog initially. But have you heard about all of the havoc that uh, SARS's nephew, coronavirus, is wreaking? Oh, He's yes. a pandemic man. Oh yes, uh, I've met that young that young gentleman, and um, he has a bright future. He has a really bright future. He's taking you it. You used to, you used to be top dog. You used to have a bright future, but uh, yeah, yeah, watch that throne. <laughs> watch that throne. Uh, I, I, I gotta admit, you know, you know, Ebola is. Um, it's not scalable. Um, I, I too many people were just dying too quickly, and where well, this 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 new kid, you know, he doesn't necessarily kill a whole bunch of people, right. but he can he spread. Yeah, that, 14 that's days. fourteen days. He got days. New York City shut down. Have you seen pictures of Times Square? It's empty. It's empty. 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 It's empty. He's broken the stock market a few times. Oh, oh, oh the dream. Yeah, uh, I wish I had that impact on the stock wish. market. You know oh. what, guys? I know uh, since we're talking about the throne, I've been thinking um, if we let that kid keep going, he's going to put us all out of the league. Now, hold on. He's just a kid, okay? He's, he's, he's got a lot of talent. He's got a lot of natural gift. I don't think we need to worry about him. No. We need to bring him into the ranks. Show him how we do this. I'm he's telling be you, a great asset for us. I'm telling you, this kid is, is he he's he's a brute. He's a savage. You know, I'm not gonna get to make my return in another ten years if this guy's still around. Well, then maybe you people. shouldn't. And they maybe get into this, they get into this debate, and 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 they're they're fighting, and like after the meeting, uh -huh. Ebola and, and Zika are, are uh, next to each other, walking to the car, and <laughs> they start scheming. You know, Zika. Um. I think we got to, I think we could do something to really turn this thing to our advantage. Like, like form a duo and, and really take on the world? Yeah, like Bebop and Rocksteady. I don't think oh, they yeah, ever, they were great. I don't, they were great. They were, everybody remembers them. You know, I'm Ebola, you're Zika. We hit them at the same time. You know, it's going to take more than just one of us to get rid of this Corona guy. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm in, you know, whatever. My schedule's pretty open right now. Um, really? By the, by the way, do you have any, you have like $5 for gas? I, I need to fill up this tank. You need to fill up the tank, Zika? You didn't, yeah. save, you didn't save any of that money from, from when you were having your reign? Um, yeah, I didn't really get a lot, you know? Um, I, yeah, and I, you know, I did waste some, but, you know. You had a budget, man. You had a budget and you chose to spend it on a niche of babies. How did you blow that budget, man? You should still have thousands left over. I know. I'm sorry. It's, I'm, I'm so, Zika, it's not very good at this. this uh, we cut the Zika in his apartment with his girlfriend. That's right, Zika. I'm leaving. What? Yes. We're about to be evicted from the apartment. Your car was repossessed. And you have no prospects. There's no reason for me to stay around. Plus, no, I mean, I'm still working. I, I'm just not making any money right now. That's, that's all. No, I'm still not. working, though. No, so I still go not. to work every day. No, you're not. No, you're not. I used to be able to hold my head high and tell my girlfriends, oh, I'm dating Zika. And they go, whoa, he's pretty fantabulous. Now I say, I'm dating Zika. And they're like, who? Everybody's just going for this corona guy. You're nothing anymore. 
I think I'm just gonna split now. Oh man. That's hey, not before me. you go, huh? before you go, do you have five dollars for, for ah. gas? I need to fill in this car. Scene, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Zika did have a little run. My sister was terrified to leave the hotel in Miami. She was like, oh, I don't yeah. want to get bit by a mosquito, you know. Oh, man. Them vector diseases that have to depend on some sort of insect <laughs> to pass them, that's a whole different thing. That right? is. Maybe it is. Sitting around waiting to get picked up by some mosquitoes so you yeah. can get your thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. Other stuff is just like it's in the air, you know. The idea that a mosquito could carry Ebola is horrifying to me. (laughs) True. True. That would be a a nightmare. Because you're not even safe in your own house. Mosquitoes get in your houses. Exactly. (laughs) Like, what do you do? You die, man. There's no. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's crazy, man. Like you said, airborne or like um, insect. Mm-hmm. Those are some terrifying diseases, man. Yeah. Oh, and I like the diseases that, like, when they finally trace it back, it's something minuscule. Like, uh, what was it? Was it the, was it the boot? Bubonic plague. plague. Was <coughs> the, uh, was it from the fleas that bit the rats? Wait, was it? <laughs> the flea? It wasn't, it wasn't the rat. I think they thought it was a rat, but it was actually the flea bit the rat. And then I think the flea bit the, people or passed that way or something unusual or maybe the flea bit the rat and then gave the rat time. I don't remember. But how did the flea get involved? How did they trace it down to like, it's not the rat. It's, it's something the biting the rat. <laughs> it's just... That's crazy. That's, that's like... That's when you just, well, they have to figure out how the rat got the disease, right? Like animals don't just yeah. like manifest a disease out of nowhere. They, they do get it from something. And yeah, how they trace it to a flea, I'm not sure. Yeah. Still those. Can, you, can you imagine like if like animals were trying to figure it out and with their rudimentary world experience and they're like believing in magic and witchcraft and then somebody putting like the, the voodoo hex on them as they're trying to trying to stay alive or figure out what's going on with them? That's funny. Like they don't have like do, is there a rat scientist? Like who's who in the science? The animals have like scientists who are doing research on uh, on their diseases and their stuff to to find out what's happening. Yeah, I feel like uh, I, you know, in my head because I'm a human, I always think the easiest thing is the monkey's a scientist because I can imagine <laughs> him in a little coat, like a little thing. But <laughs> that doesn't mean that monkeys actually experiment. If anything, I, I would say like maybe maybe a crow or a dolphin could be a scientist. True. For other yeah. animals, for or other just animals. within the crow world. Well, for other sure animals. they would try to break out into the other animals. Yeah. Do you yeah. don't think like? But that's pretty animal. I don't know what that word is, but you don't think rats are smart enough to have their own rat scientists? You think they have to like have a crow scientist come and help them figure it out? You don't think rats? I think I think, I think they have a scientist, but then like birds just have way more, you know view on the world they, they have way more interactions with different things so i would take my bet on a crow scientist over a rat scientist <laughs> <laughs> if i had to <laughs> no, i to listen to somebody yeah let's go down this hole i like it so i think rats would be great <laughs> like like pioneers navigators explorers even though you think the crow has the bird's eye view right but also the crows are really good at observing they just sit in the tree and they can watch 
which is good for taking notes. Exactly. So, so they have really good, you know, observations, right? Mm-hmm. God. But rats can got- navigate a maze. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. But they're like eyes to the ground, man. They're seeing what's going on. Day to day, they're closest yeah. to like humans and everything else. So we, we cut to a crow <laughs> approaching a rat for some information. All right, Steve, you've been out here on the ground for a few days. What do you got for me? Do you got any, got any good observations that you can lend for an old crow here? Yeah, stay off Main Street. It's a whole lot of piss over there. Okay, a lot of piss on Main Street. Um, what, and what, what's the source of this piss? What's, what's your hypothesis here? Well, from from the lab samples me and my, my, my friend took, um, it was a lot of um, uh, Colt 45 in there. There was uh, there were some signs of uh, uh, cigarettes, like like the kidneys aren't processing out some of the, mm. you know, all that stuff. But but those though they're good people. They leave out a bunch of crackers and stuff for the Ooh. for the family. So they're That's they're good, good to know. You know. That's good to know. And any any notes on any new diseases, illnesses, elements that we need to watch out for in the animal kingdom? Yeah. Um, so uh, I snuck into one of the one of the people's houses and they were watching this Netflix documentary called the tiger King. And I just want you to get a word out to all the big cats that the humans are, they're getting more inhumane. Oh, wow. This is good to know. And, and, and can I say something, you know, I know rats have a certain stigma of not being able to rise in the ranks of, you know, educated assumptions and the, the, the land of science, but you have good initiatives. I just, the, what you're telling me, the, the kind of leaps that you're making in your thinking and, and the initiative you take, I think you can you could probably be one of the first rats to make it up in science. Have you ever thought about that? Are you asking me if I want to become a bird scientist? Not a bird scientist, a rat scientist. I know that's unheard of. <laughs> I know it's, it's ridiculous you even put those two words together. But I don't know. Maybe it isn't. Listen, man. I've it's, been it's, meeting, go ahead. I've been meeting you here for a couple couple weeks now, and I just want to let you know, man. I I don't want to be just a rat scientist. I want to be a scientist that shares all information for all the animals. You know, I want to be the Obama for for rats. You want to be the Obama for rats? That's yeah. crazy. I Don't think do- we could, I could change the image of rats, man. I could give so much information. You know what? I, I, I snuck into this Wall Street banker's shoe, and I was studying and looking through his emails, and I predicted the market crash uh, back in 2008 and 2009. I, I, I predicted it, man. You I predicted it's a big short? But nobody wanted to listen to a rat, man. Everyone listens to birds. That's true. You know? That Barb, is true. Birds are so wise. But but my, my grandfather, they were giving my grandfather cocaine in, in NYU. And, and he, he was getting through all the mazes way faster than those monkeys. And what do they do? They just kept giving him cocaine, man. They didn't believe in him. And you, you believe in me. You can vouch for me in front of all those other animal kingdoms and bring me to the case to be a true scientist. We cut to the rat back in the den with his family. Oh, so there you are, talking to the bird again, giving them all your scientific theories, all your information, and for what? For what? 
I didn't come here to back to this trash can for you to be hating on me. I told I'm you, this is a journey. This is a marathon. You didn't have all these 20 kids because you didn't believe in me, Cheryl. See, you don't have to pick at my life choices, but I know you don't think I know, but I see that little bird suit you've been making out all those feathers that you've been gathering on your maze runs at night. I see that you're trying to pretend to be a bird and, and, and you want to hang around with birds because you don't think that rats can, can be scientists. You want this bird to give you a shot. Well, I got something to tell you, ratty. You're not going to be more than just a rat you are. I don't care how many feather suits you make. I don't care how you try to climb onto the uh, high wire and, and jump off and fly. You'll never be a rat. All you're going to do is be, I'm sorry, you'll never be a bird. All you're going to ever be is a rat. That's not true. And no one's called me ratty since my days back in the street. So I'm going to do something that I never thought I would imagine doing. I'm going to leave my family here in this trash can and take my bird suit. Become the greatest rat that ever lived. Bye. Don't let the door hit you in the tail, rat. Self-hating rat. Self-hating self rat. Self-hating rat. rat. Oh, oh, I'm a self-hating rat. Huh? <clears throat> you wearing a bird suit. I want to be a scientist. This is the only way I could be a scientist. I want to be able to show my 20 kids a better life. My grandfather, that they just fed him cocaine in a maze. Huh? Oh, there we go with the grandfather and the cocaine story again. He couldn't help it. He was a rat. He had no way. Well, he got addicted. I mean, cocaine is addictive. What do you expect? Everybody will get addicted if you leave them in a room and give them cocaine. But my thesis could have changed everything. Mama, mama, it mama, papa, what's mama, going what? on? Oh, no. Go back. Go back to, to, to bed, little Sorry. rat tone. Yeah. You want to get back in the sardine can? Go, go back get in back the sardine, in the sardine, sardine can, can, rat tone. Sorry. We didn't mean to, we didn't mean to wake you up. I'm sorry, Rat. What, what's going on? We're discussing the family. Why's the door open? Oh, it's open because I'm getting ready to, to uh, leave you guys, son. Uh, <gasps> you, just, you just told him like that, Rat? I mean, I'm a rat. You want to cha challenge my ratness? So let's be real rats here, Cheryl. I'm not going to hide anything. I'm going to just put it out there. Son, I made this here crow suit because I want to be a the greatest scientist to ever live. Not rat scientists, any scientists, including human scientists. My first step is to tackle the bird kingdom. And as a scientist, if I can tackle the bird kingdom, then I can, I can elevate into the monkey kingdom. And if I've tackled a monkey kingdom, then I can tackle the human kingdom. And, and, and then we'll be good. See that he has like a bunch of charts that he's, he's pulled up on the wall. He's doing this. <laughs> you see, you see the crow that I meet up with. He knows this. He knows this. 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 Uh. Uh. This Bonaboo over, over in, in Costa Rica, and 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 he has this new physics equation that's going to change the world. It's going to give. It's going to give animals. It's going to give animals the internet. All you're doing is you're hearing the rantings of a self-hating rat. I know he's your dad, but he hates himself. He doesn't like being a rat. rat, and he wants to be another animal so he can ascend to greatness. Instead of just staying here being a rat and making people respect us, we started the bubonic plague, for God's sake. We have power. We just never tapped into it as a group. And hey, Denise, son, we didn't start the bubonic plague. It was a flea that bit one of the patient zero rats 
That's just a conspiracy. We were a vehicle, son. We weren't even. We were. We were just a scapegoat. I don't want to be a scapegoat. I want to be great. So go back to your your sardine can that that only my rat salary can afford, and I'll come back and get you when we build our house in the trees. When I'm making all that bird money. And singing on bird money. <laughs> I've heard of crabs in a bucket, but rats in the trash can can also work. Have <laughs> bird money. Bird money, man. Like I think pigs and probably birds would if they were like capitalists would probably make the most money. Why like pigs? Pigs. Or or even like whales. Like if I was a whale, I would like lease my back for people to ship stuff on. What, how do pigs make money? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe they go on Wall Street. <laughs> tear, the, tear the game up. I don't know. Pigs seem like they would just be like they're down for whatever. So those kinds of people typically make a lot of money in capitalist nature. You know what I'm saying? We 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 cut to a we cut to a farm. <laughs> you guys walking up to the farmer. Hey, uh, man. Can I ask you a question? going on, buddy. Yo, uh, can I talk to your pig for something real quick? I, um, that's the thing I'm working on and look for people who'd be down for anything. Or anything that's down for anything, actually. You want to talk to that pig over there? Mm-hmm. That one right there. I don't, I don't know if you necessarily know who that pig is, but that pig, uh, he ran a Ponzi scheme back in the 1990s and stole about $1.8 billion from a bunch of rich people. What? And um, I made a deal with the federal state, I mean the federal government, that he could stay right here on my plantation. I monitor all those conversations because I don't know who I can trust that he talks to. Okay, okay. Look, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not looking to do anything crazy illegal. I'm just looking for people who would be, you know, down for anything. And if you're down, you can listen. That's fine. I just want to talk to the pig. Okay. Get okay. his point of view on things. <clears throat> okay. Just, just, you know, just just protect yourself. This is a mighty smart pig. He stole $1.8 billion. That's a lot of money. That's, That's a, a lot. lot of money. That's and he didn't, money. he's not in jail. He's here on this farm. Well, there was no constitution uh, technically for pigs when he was going through trial and he had enough money to fight the case so yeah you're working with a smart pig here boy i just want to let you know oh yeah this farm was came highly recommended <clears throat> so I, I didn't know why he said this is the farm we want to come to now i know why okay okay um john jones come over yes. here got, got somebody okay. want to talk to uh want to talk okay. to you okay Hey, hey, yeah, they call me Big Al. Um, okay, what is it? I, uh, I'm actually looking for a partner for a thing I'm trying to get off the ground, and uh, I hear people of your persuasion, beings of your persuasion, are uh, mm -hmm. a little bit more down for anything. I was wondering uh, if you'd be yeah. interested. Yeah, I'll, I'll be interested. Um, do you have any um, seed money? I'm actually in the, the funding round right now. This is the in the seeding the A seeding right now of getting started. Uh, I was actually hoping that maybe you could help me out with that. I understand you may have a lot of contacts uh, from your background. Um, yeah, 
I do. I still have uh, quite a bit of money left over from my Ponzi days. <laughs> well, I'm looking. I'm looking to to make an application that will unite. Perfect, wonderful. I'm solving it. Do you have any money in your pocket right now? Do, do I do I have money in my pocket right now? Yeah, you know. Uh, I still see you're committed to this. Make an investment. Let's do it. Yeah, I got I got fifty dollars in my pocket right now. I didn't know yeah, I'll I take that. Uh, okay, <laughs> all right, sure. Yeah, I'll be, yeah, I'll be right back. Yeah, where's that pig taking taking my money? Listen, boy, I told you this is a really smart pig. Now, he didn't make one point eight billion dollars investing in people. He took people's money, and you just got took for fifty dollars. Now the whole thing. You didn't say anything. You could intervene. <laughs> Look. The deal I made with John Jones is my farm was going under and the federal government allowed me to take some of John Jones' money. So we got a little partnership here that I let him stay here and uh, keeps his money in my barn. Hold right. on, hold on. Wait, you push it past him, runs up to the pig. Hey, hey, okay, fine. Keep the money, keep the money. But I'm looking for a business partner, okay? What I'm talking about could, could lead to way more than $50, all right? Don't you want to okay. get some of that money back that you... Boy, ain't you ever, didn't you learn the lesson the first time? Look, I'm, okay, well, I'm interested. Thank you. Thank you. Jeez. Okay. Look, Is that a Louis Vuitton shirt you're wearing there? Uh, yeah, yeah. I figured this was a business meeting, so I, uh, you know, thought I'd dress up. Okay, why don't you take up that shirt and get in the mud here with me? You want me to, to get in the mud? Yeah. That's what he likes to do when he's doing business deals. He wants to feel comfortable. Yeah, I want to see that you're, you're invested in this, that you're committed to this. So if you want to just hand me that shirt and get it in the mud. Sure, I'm committed. I, I mean, the shirt probably wouldn't fit you anyway, right? So this is just a show of confidence. I understand. All right, let me okay, sit in the mud I'll here. I'll take that, thank oh, you. I'll cold. be right back. What, where are you going? I thought you were in the mud with me. Where is it? He's, Where's he's he going? going? He's going to go eat the shirt. He's going to eat the shirt? He's a pig. He cares he's about money. Time. I'm trying about to get money. him trying to get him money. One, one more time. Uh, uh, don't, wait, don't eat the shirt. Don't eat the shirt. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Wait. Look, I know you yeah. probably have people walk up to you all the time uh, uh, with their ideas. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about an app for parents who are looking to get disease parties going. All right? It unites other parents with sick kids, and they all meet up, and they have a disease party. And it's going to make millions. And I want you to be on the ground floor. All right? So you can, you can eat the shirt if you agree. Get on the ground floor with me here. <laughs> okay, I'm interested. <laughs> Sounds like a really good idea. Um, okay, <laughs> can I get you to sign on? Get seed money? We can talk to some of the people in your network. Well, I have an idea for an app. Okay. <laughs> where people form have disease parties and invite their friends. I'm not going to make it myself. <laughs> and see. <laughs> That's exactly how a pig will be. All right. All right. Pig or, I think pigs and snakes would make good business people. Like, nobody would really want to mess with snakes in business, but I feel like they would be, like, super just cutthroat. And pigs would be greedy. Oh, God. That's so funny. All right. Well, that is the Can't Tell Us Nothing show, everybody. That is our time. <laughs> thank you for joining us for this experiment here, and thank you. Andy, Amici, John, for or yeah. Clarina, that's the thing, for being a uh, part <laughs> of this and, and trying this out. This was a lot of fun.
yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and tag all the normal things. c Improv, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those places, com for the website, yeah. YouTube, yeah. c Improv, search for that, you'll find us. A lot of good stuff on there. We got the podcast fully uploaded on, on the Mockingbird Network and on Spotify, I, I, iTunes, all that. So check I, it out, leave comments, <laughs> like, subscribe, all the good stuff you already know. Yeah. Uh, if, also topics, if anybody has any topics that they want us to do, I would, you know, we could, you know, code get some co- uh, topics to start the podcast. Yeah. Hey, and what what if they want to be a guest? What if we can invite them on uh, yeah. to have a conversation with us? So if you want to be a guest, hit us up. Give, put it in the comment or something. Uh, okay. Yeah, that sounds good to me. I'm like, yep. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Me, anything you'd like to add to this? He's interested. He's interested. He's <laughs> interested. You have any seed money though? You don't want to see I committed. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, then for Teddy, for John, for me, for myself, Antoine. That's the Tell Nothing Show. We are out. <laughs> <laughs>